Okay, I just asked the question. We were talking about the Prime Minister of uh, India. His name is Singh. He's a Sikh. He went to Cambridge. He worked in Blue Turban. You're, a, you're the three uh, representatives here from that part of the world are Sikhs. They have Sikhs. No, he's Muslim. We are Sikhs. Okay, Sikhs. But you have a question. We're all Punjabi. We're all Punjabi. Oh, Punjabi. Excuse yes. me. I got it backwards. And then I said, I said, is Gandhi the only one that slept with animals? Because it's a known fact that he slept with animals. And then she, uh, she says, um, oh, he was experimenting. Now, what, what were you telling me? What bullshit were you telling me? Well, this is what I read. Apparently, oh, this is what you read now. Yeah, apparently he was experimenting. I thought he was experimenting when he uh, slept with his 12-year-old uh, niece. Was that an experimentation, too? That was apparently an experiment as well. <laughs> Holy shit. So we're all experimenting. Yeah, yeah, well, if I did that, if I slept with fucking animals, I know what they call it, bestiality. Okay? If I slept with a 12-year-old niece, I know what they call it. They call it uh, molestation, uh, rape, and a bunch of other things. But he, the, the, you, it was I, this, I, I'm not an authority. Was, was, this, a, was this a scientific experimentation? Uh, sorry? Was this a scientific experimentation? Apparently he thought so. He thought so. <laughs> Talk about there are no rules. Yes. Spirituality, I think. Is that what it's called now? An experimentation. Now, if Father George slept with a twelve-year-old niece, they'd have they call it something else. They wouldn't call it a, sci a religious experimentation, would they? Well, what would they call it? Even in Romania, what would they call it? I don't know. Pedophilia. Yeah, pedophilia. That's exactly what they call it. And if it's a niece... How do you say pedophilia in Romania? Pedophilia. If it's a niece, then it's incest. No, well, actually, he didn't literally sleep. He was just trying to see if he would be stimulated by it. He wanted to lie beside them. And just to see what would happen. And you know, there are so many legends regarding Gandhi. He slept beside. Yeah, he just wanted to see. He wanted to control his... Well, I can tell you what, if I slept... If I slept up next to a 12, well, assuming she looked like a woman, 12-year-old's a little, a little uh, quite young for me, but if I slept up next to a woman, side by side, I know what would happen. There, there was no doubt in my military or civilian mind, I know what would happen. And if any man in here says any different, he is full of shit. Whether it's Punjabi shit or any kind of shit, or Romanian shit, I mean, that's bullshit. And, and for somebody that's an uh, educated woman like yourself to even... What are you smoking? I mean, whatever drugs you're on, I want to be on. So, in most, in most of the cases, it's too complicated for us to understand. Yeah, I mean, Christ. So also, there's so many legends about him. And uh, how do we know what's the truth and what is not the truth? We should remember him for all the great things that he accomplished. Life's not that simple. There's a lot of legends about me, too. Unfortunately, most of them are true. The best thing is, before YouTube, I did most of my stuff before the internet, so I was saved. I came, I came post-internet. Otherwise, God, well, only God, Allah would know, you know, where I'd be now. Um, we're going to go through a couple more um, obituaries. Um, all right? Yeah. The exercise is, they wrote their obituaries last night, and um, although some of them should have died last night, they're still here. Okay. Um, obituary of me. 105 years of, life, of a life 
lived with passion, fulfillment and happiness, leaving a legacy of values and dreams to my children who are driven by their own goals and dreams, having, having reached the pinnacle of my, uh, in my mid-60s of having and, uh, earned over 500 million US dollars, I, uh, I spread the goodness to the underprivileged in various forms. Life was meant to be lived, and I've lived well, lived well magnificently. Okay, I, I, I've noticed that the way I wrote it happens to be a living uh, obituary. It, well, it, that's it, all right. I mean, the, since none of us are going to probably write our own obituaries, yeah. uh, it doesn't really matter. And as <coughs> you know, my time capsule, which is already uh, that's outside, a lot of people think I'm buried there. You know, and people say, "Well, when did he pass away?" And and um, the uh, and it says uh, on my fiftieth um, birthday, which was seventeen years ago. So they think I've been dead seventeen years. They think I died in nineteen ninety-five at fifty. Oh, he had such a short life. <laughs> and I, you know, and uh, the, I, but when you look at it, it does look like a tombstone. When you look at it, I when when we built it, it certainly wasn't meant to be my tombstone. And now that I know that when I leave in my time capsule, I leave things that are not going to last a thousand years because it's going to corrode and it's all this other thing. Leave it to a German to break my little <laughs> bubble there uh, and tell me that uh, I've got a gold plate and i got a this, I've got a that. Um, but the exercise is to see what you think people will say about you in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. The interesting thing about it is just about everybody in the room that's done the obituary so far is living into their hundreds. And five years ago, or five months ago, or maybe five days ago, you might not have think about living into your hundreds. It's not, not something you focus on. Like I think at 67, I'm about halfway through my life, which would take me to 134. Which isn't as, oh, but I, as we said earlier, I'm planning that in the next 40, 50 years, they find something that can prolong my life to maybe 150, 200. And with science, being what it is, and you know, I fully suspect that that will happen. Okay, what about yours? Oh, um, just one thing. Mm. I'm not mentioned there. What? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, mine is a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you notice the guy doesn't mention his wife in the obituary, which I think is pretty telling. Okay, go ahead. It's, it's, it's better to say nothing than to say something, something Absolutely, bad. Absolutely, okay, yes. So it's, and thank you for that. I found this very difficult then. Um, I bet you do find a lot of things difficult in life. I, I had to like reflect, and it took me a while just to pen down the first paragraph. Okay. And, and I wanted to be true to myself when I wrote this. And I found myself writing in the first person, and it's like something um, that would represent last words. And if he outlives me, he will read it. And if I outlive him, then our daughter is likely to read it. Mm -hmm. And the first paragraph represents my life before the first day yesterday, the first day of the seminar. Okay. And the second and third paragraph reflects my life after serious reflection after day one. Okay. Yeah? So this is the first paragraph. You, you explain everything like this? I mean, uh, what time is it? <laughs> what time is it? Oh, well, uh, uh, I, I bought this watch in Mumbai 31 years ago, and it's got a Swiss movement. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Christ of my okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. That's two hours is gone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's time, to, it's time for a break already. 
in life as well as in death, I have no regrets. I always did what I thought was best. Uh, my life has been, hundred. this is the second paragraph, my life has been 100% of my making. When I realized the immensity of being human, I started experiencing life on my own terms. When I realized my expectations could be truly limitless, I became internal, immortal, infinite, and liberated. Those are my last words. Uh, liberated. <laughs> Is that, well, in my day, liberated mean free sex, no condoms, no brassiers. <laughs> that's not what you mean. But there was a word, exper uh, uh, experiments. Yeah, experimentation. Experience. Oh, I thought it was sexual experimentation. Like, uh, maybe Gandhi, maybe. Uh, is it possible that you could be related, rela related to Gandhi? <laughs> No. We share the same birthday. <laughs> the same birthday? And I shouldn't have said that. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> God. Second of October. In India, my birthday is a public holiday. It's a national holiday. And I know I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have. Okay. Well, I mean, and that's the, the, these obituaries which uh, come out. Um, they're not all as funny as yours, but the uh, you know it's how we think, and um, the um, I've written uh, uh, mine a couple times. I haven't done it in a few years, but mine we've uh, have gone through phases. And uh, when I was younger, and I wrote an obituary because I was practicing because I was going to give a eulogy at a funeral about 15, 18 years ago. I said, well, what would somebody write about me? And so I wrote it down and. And it sounded, it was a cross between um, Jesus Christ, Douglas MacArthur, Abraham Lincoln, and maybe Muhammad. My, my tales of my own greatness were so infinite, it was hard for me to get my head in the room for the eulogy the next day. And I was walking about two feet off the ground. So I said, no, no, I, maybe this is a little too strong. So then I toned it down and, and, and then I, I said a, a proper eulogy. But the hardest eulogy I ever gave was for Charlie Soliday, who died uh, January 26, 1987, a few months after my daughter was born. And uh, it was uh, about, and the eulogies into my book, uh, it was, it's about, it took me about 20, 25 minutes uh, to get through. And uh, it was, uh, you know, and some say it was maybe the best thing I ever wrote. I don't know about that. But I really think that obituaries and eulogies, notwithstanding when people die, it's no time to kick them. It's time to say, bring out the most positive. And some of the people watching this YouTube probably should have their obits earlier than later. And uh, because, you know, not, not many people... There are a lot of people that haven't brought anything good. They haven't added value to the world. Now, Father, Father George may say that everybody adds value to the world. <clears throat> no, yeah, well, I don't believe that. I think there's some people that just as well shouldn't have been born. But that's not my call. That's not my call. But uh, we'll say a few more um, a, uh, obituaries uh, later on in the day, maybe when we close up tonight. And we're going to close up earlier because I've got that appointment, so why don't you come in at uh, 5.30. Okay. okay, thank you.